Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And, and two things that uh, you and Mr. Newby got wrong. A, I didn't go to Greece. I went to Portugal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, I would rather have been in Greece, to be honest. Would you have not got the Norrell if you went to Greece? I wouldn't have vomited quite so much. Oh, Oh, and I didn't tell you, when, during one of my Norrell episodes, I fainted in the toilet. Oh, Harriet. And and basically Rufus, thank God, like found me lying on the floor and I've got this massive bump on my head. I fell off the toilet and passed out. Oh, God. Super serious, yeah. Anyway, apart from that, also what you got wrong was um, it was a really good week when they went to the Isle of Wight and had a jolly. I really enjoyed it. No, it like totally was not no, a really was, good week. Oh, my God. I Honestly, when, you were, when I was listening to you two and I was like, what are you talking about? It was fun. Everybody hated it. You are the <laughs> yeah. only person in the history of people that liked it. But maybe it's because I, I, I was sort of listening on holiday. So I was in that mood. I was feeling jaunty, apart from when I was being sick. I was feeling jaunty. <laughs> jaunty, jaundice, I had, very close. Yeah. I properly had the sea breeze. I could almost see a yacht in the distance. I, 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 I thought they'd done that because it was like a bank holiday week. And so they were doing a sort of holiday getaway from Ambridge. I really enjoyed it. Whoa. It was sort of a bit like 1950s radio again, wasn't it? Sort of lots of jolly it was like sort it was like the start stuff. of a Peter Whimsy or something yes, before exactly. the murder happens. Yes. Yeah, but that's why I quite liked it. I, I, that sort of escapist feeling I thought it had about mm. it. I mean, it was just silly fluff, but it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> what did you two were like so worked up about it? <laughs> I was like, you need to get yourselves to Portugal, <laughs> or if not Portugal, cows at so least. So you can vomit down a lavatory <laughs> yes. and faint. Sh- should I explain to the listeners that I I got I went on holiday and I avoided COVID, but I got norovirus <laughs> instead. It was a toss up. <laughs> I it was chose a chuck the up. sicky one. You chucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it meant I could come home. <laughs> I just about stopped vomiting before I got on the plane. Oh, that's uh, so grim. Yeah, but apparently it's um because my neighbour told me it's on the apparently it's on the government website at the moment as being like a everybody's getting it. Everyone, norovirus is hot to trot. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like the new COVID. <laughs> hot the trots. <laughs> yeah, it's hot to the trots. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's like very fashionable and I had it. Well, well done. You've had the it virus. Coronavirus is like so last year. So, so last we're, year. I mean, we... God, I'm so 2022. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so that was fun. But yeah, anyway, so you were wrong, but I enjoyed your podcast. Thanks. Thanking you. Thank you. 
do you fancy introducing the show oh, yeah. now or sorry. shall we just <laughs> sorry it's so nice to be back hi everybody <laughs> i feel like i've been away for three months <laughs> i'm sure it felt like three months after it all that did. all that Good sweating god uh, <sighs> so oh i just also i've smashed my computer yeah just happened hasn't it? so i've got to be very careful with yep. my script so harriet is now peering at the script through <laughs> if I broken get glass some of the words wrong it's just she also records in a lavatory ladies and gentlemen <laughs> so all in all you've spent more of, more of your last fortnight in the lavatory than anywhere else you've been reading too much peter whimsy <laughs> for the lavatory in the lab in the lavatory in the boat um <laughs> Well, anyway, welcome to Average on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me. Oh, then it's smashed, but I know my name. Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman, and Mr. Newbie. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. Beth and Bess and Ben went to the babbling brook and they were babies everywhere. This art, The Archers this week was brought to you by the letter B and was also not bollocks, unlike last week. So that was a boon. Yes, all right. Yous are in top condition, said Brian. Yous aren't so bad yourself, said Jenny Darling gamely, then realised he was talking about the exodus of the sheeps from the farm. Well, it's all because of the Australian trade deal, said Jenny Darling, <laughs> nodding wisely. Oh, please. Jenny Darling reads Borchester Life and Good Housekeeping. The trade deal would have had to have been signed on her kitchen table for her to have noticed it. Anyway, then Brian said he'd always enjoyed a bit of drilling, but that's hardly news, is it? <laughs> Amy has decided to stop being a good actor, sadly, but that oh, yeah. is largely because she got given a case study of a COVID pregnancy from the NHS annual report to read the poor thing. I've got a nice long break in Ambridge, she said vaguely, in an attempt to fudge the fact that she's either been fired or doesn't know if the scriptwriters are going to make her have an affair with Chris, which will no doubt result in drunken, angry Alice appearing in the doorway, backlit, feather boa draped round her shoulders, carrying a bottle of Chablis and a sawn-off shotgun. So, Amy, my friend, you get the picture. Meanwhile, on the banks of the perch, which I presume has now been cleaned up and is no longer glowing, Beth, Bess and Ben are going wild swimming. Or paddling, as we used to call it. Beth was wearing a swimsuit two sizes too small, Ben was wearing jeans, and Bess was wearing water wings and a life belt as she's a bit neurotic. She regards all of the Archer family with huge mistrust, which isn't surprising as every time she goes into the house, someone either shouts at her or gives her a mince pie, so she likes to have all her bases covered. Oliver and Joe were chuntering on, I'm sorry, Oliver and Eddie were chuntering on about Joe again. And bloody Christmas. Do you mind? Some of us are still waiting for summer. (laughs) Eddie's tactic for winning the Flower and Produce show is an unusual one, but sublime in its simplicity. Normally, episodes are devoted to the thankless task of persuading people to join in village events. Eddie has decided to actively dissuade them, which is risky, but it might just work. (laughs) Joy, who needs to begin an affair, preferably a (laughs) lesbiotic one, as soon as taken up all the available men as soon as they hit their 16th birthday. Before she goes completely round the bend, as she was giddily (laughs) excited about being taken up the bypass by Eddie. He gracelessly told her he didn't want her to sit in the front of the limo with him, as he was frightened she might show him her rainbow buttonhole, but then relented and took her to a food poisoning van for a botulism sandwich, (laughs) showed her some pulps, which are actually quite sweet looking if you catch them before they turn into furious, scraggy-necked vultures. 
and made her watch a cattle auction on the off chance that someone might sneeze and accidentally buy 400 cows. Amy stopped talking about the NHS and immediately cheered up and became a better actor again, having finished a spa day with Usha. She thoroughly enjoyed it. Who doesn't like a spa day? They often have reduced biscuits and their pricing is a lot more reasonable than the community shop. Alice has got in touch from rehab and asked everyone to write her a letter, preferably with a majestic wine voucher in it. Here is Martha's. Dear Mummy, we're not living at Ambridge View anymore as Daddy got fed up with Nana and Grandad having sex on the sofa while he was trying to watch the repair shop. But we have moved back to the nest which even I think is a nauseating name for a house and I'm only six months old. Please don't come home as you smell a bit of sick. And I have a nice new mummy now who is a nurse and smells of TCP, love from Martha. But the focus of the week, for me anyway, was the events unfolding at Ambridge View. At the beginning of the week, it was all kicking off. Susan started a conversation with the word anyway, which made me think I'd hit play too late, but she was just trying to let us know how much Neil was entirely failing to listen to her. Turns out, Neil actually is as dense as we all thought he couldn't possibly be. God love him. I mean, anyone that has that bad a case of mentionitis and yet is still genuinely staggered that anyone might think he fancied the person in question takes guilelessness to new levels. Are you breathing, Susan? Shula likes to breathe, she told me. He was getting more and more baffled by Susan's aggressive offers of tea and then her announcement that she couldn't, he couldn't have one because she was drinking all of the tea by herself forever. He got more and more high-pitched as he became more flummoxed. Are you doing the oven now, Susan? With great courage, Susan marched off to see Shula. I really genuinely think that was brave. Most people would have just quietly firebombed her house. I know, I read the mirror. Anyway, she knocked on the door and said, I just wondered if you had my lasagna dish, my husband, or any self-respect, Shula. How's your arm? I see you've got another one there. It'd be a shame if anything happened to it. After the great rapprochement, as Linda would say, it was all different. In between Susan frothing his morning coffee and promising chilli in the evening, Neil went off to Barrow, bandy-legged and whistling, and Susan popped back again to Shula to gloat. Sorry, to let her know that things were on an even keel again. Kira's rising trot's coming on, said Shula. Hmm, so is mine, said Susan, but I have had a lot of practice recently. In fact, have you got any liniment? So there we are. Emma Radicanu isn't trouncing people as well as Susan trounced Shula. Well done, Susan. Keep it up, love. And Shula, trot on. The end. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I think you should write uh, write the rest of the, the, the season. <laughs> should I? For the... for the archers. Right. Okay. Because, yes. especially the Amy bits. Oh my I'm, God, that poor I'm woman. I'm totally with you. She, it's just everything what is very sad is, well, actually everything yes. is quite down energy, <laughs> isn't it? Even like, oh, hello, Martha. Yeah. You're cute. I've like, been oh. doing some knitting. And you think, oh, don't make yourself sound more dull. But, but, on the other, but on the other hand, I really like her and admire her for her sort of like, instead of sort of having to, instead of jollying everything up, she actually is like a sort of like quite one note character. Yeah. But actually, I think that's quite almost that is quite believable in a way yeah she's yes. not trying too hard which I, she's not unbelievably. going oh, oh chris <laughs> oh she's not like you know like I yeah. feel like if any other actor had done that covid story they wouldn't yeah. try to force the tears to out. egg it up no she was just because <laughs> as because actually as a midwife you do have to sort of 
be quite But then she detached. started talking about her colleagues, like, 16 days and she <laughs> was dead. <laughs> you know, no, I was like, no, she can't be dead. You, you <laughs> don't give a shit. <laughs> you're, you're with a man whose wife's in rehab and he's got something, you know... Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> talk about something else, maybe? Talk about yeah, the baby. Even Chris was like, oh, 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 right, oh, right. okay. Where's where this Well, he's found the only in? person in the village who makes him sound dynamic. <laughs> yes, so I he's know. kind of, yes. he was positively buzzing. Because no, before honestly, with Alice, he just looks like a wet flannel hanging off the edge of a sponge, <laughs> hanging off the edge of a sink, doesn't he? But, you know, with Amy, he positively glitters. <laughs> that because i was like god chris has really found his mojo yeah. he's like on fire but it must have just been the contrast yep. with uh with amy's sort of like yeah. nonchalance yeah. <laughs> i told you i like newborns chris yeah. <laughs> oh god it's like imagine when the baby hello, a baby hello is martha yeah. oh. <laughs> hello man oh you've just had a baby oh well done, it's a baby. Would you like to hold it? Could you tell me the gender? I don't care. Don't. Yeah, I'm no good with gender. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, but I she did like have a... a bugger of a script. I bet she yeah, read that and just thought, I, I quite, okay, is this before I mean. you've edited? Oh, this is after. This is after. Okay. okay. I'm doing all of this, am I? I'm doing this whole monologue she about the NHS. Right. Okay, she good. was reading it off the website. Yeah. You're totally yeah. right. <laughs> I think they're like reusing that for some sort of like educative podcast yeah. for yes. nurses, aren't yeah. they? And I genuinely <laughs> thought cuts. that at one point she was going to say, well, thank the Lord, we've just been given £263 million because that will make a big difference to the... Anyway, I must Let's go talk to, to Jenny. Talk to Jenny about the Australian trade deal. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another folder on that, Chris, if you'd like to see. Maybe we could read it and then have sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, I'm game. Now I'm back at the nest. Why is it such a big deal he's moving back to his own house? Because... That's what I couldn't work out. I don't understand how he thinks he's going to be there, working full time, with a newborn baby there that's going to be up half the night, and... D doing all of that and also then having to call his parents to come over there i mean he's got it so cushy where he is that yeah. they're actually right on the premises and now it's completely different you know and even if she does wake up in the night he could you know maybe his mum can take a turn or his dad can take a turn or whatever but now it's just going to be me well, and her darling, him, he him could and just her. try to some sleep training sweetie just yeah. try some you know control crying or, or a lot of calpol yeah. which also works <laughs> Are you sure it was Calpol, Lucy? <laughs> well, I liked it. I don't know what it was. Um, <laughs> uh, I know what you mean, but couldn't like uh, if like Susan? Uh, yeah, uh, well, obviously. And we also, it's Alice's house. Oh, isn't it their shared house? I don't yeah. know, but it yeah. was given to her, wasn't it? It was part of the oh, deal. She's not there though. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, or if I, was I know him... she's not there. That's kind of the point <laughs> that she's not there. But he'd have to move. I mean, they'd have to move back in anyway, wouldn't they? Yeah. Anyway, I, honestly, I, 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 I think just move back in, put Martha in nursery. Yeah. If he can afford it. Obviously, he's only got one income. Mm. Well, I don't know. Well, well, all he does is make. He buys, puts, it, it, 
Shoes you know, like when horses. you go to Clark's at, in yes. September, yes, and, and, do, yes. and they tell you that they haven't got any I, shoes left I at always, all. Yes, I'm always meaning to do that. Yes, and well, it's it really annoying. To... You do it at the start of the holiday, and the buggers' feet grow for a bloody size and a <laughs> well, half, exactly. and they don't fit and in the then you're right. And then you go a week after school started, and there's yeah. no shoes left in the whole country. So your child is going to school in one <laughs> flip flop. <laughs> And a stilt, and a because stilt. <laughs> there's nothing else. But that's what he does. So he takes horses to Clark's yes. in yes. September. And the rest of the time, he <laughs> makes bird tables that no one likes. How he's, he's on... going to afford a nursery out of that, Look, I do He's not always know. on call, though. Have you not noticed? Mm. He's like forever getting notifications from his phone. That, and he's always like, oh, I think it might be work. Yeah. And then it's not. It's just like a PPE It's Shula going, hiya. <laughs> Can I send he's, you a picture off my boots? He's so desperate for some urgent work call. Yeah. He never gets it. He's always so disappointed. And Amy's like, oh, right. Yeah. Another another spam email, Chris. <laughs> wow. I think you're very sexy. Uh, <laughs> Shall I wear a tight swimming costume for you? Oh, my God. I was nearly sick in that scene. That kiss was like... Ew. It sounded like somebody unblocking a sink. I think it was Bess snogging <laughs> Beth, wasn't it? You've got a really long tongue, Ben. Didn't it make you feel a bit perved out when she was like, is my swimming costume too tight, Ben? Yeah. I was just like, oh, she's such a nice character. I yeah, like, it's almost oh, like she was do doing that, that in against her better judgment it was like it totally. wasn't really her saying no, that was it? it made me feel a bit cringy actually because mm. she's only young isn't mm. she and like i don't think she, I, I felt like she's is quite she a though because is that us just because you know we always think oh. everybody's six until we think they're 142 so it's quite well it's in it's interesting you say that lucy because this was a serious point i was contemplating this week um was that how old are they like 20 yeah i guess and so when I was 20 uh, and a boy didn't ever say, oh, I've just dumped my girlfriend because I want to go out with you. I would have been like, oh, my God, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like, oh, I just really need to think about that because yeah. I'm really worried about it. She gave him a really hard like, time, didn't I she? I know. I was like, oh, my God, be flattered, love. He thinks you're really sexy. No, but it had he... just been done to her, hadn't it, I suppose? Yeah, but get over it. You're 20. Yeah, it was I a bit. I think they were yeah. taking it a bit too seriously. Mm. Like, they're not on Love Island. They're yeah. just, you know. Yeah. I, 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 but, but then again, then, so then I was thinking, oh, actually, or is that just me? Because I was like really innocent and naive when I was 20. And now people are a lot more wary about um, not, not getting hurt and stuff. But I th- yeah, I think it's that. I think that kind of, um, the, there's a sort of a conch, a consciousness about being ultra aware of other people's sensitivities. And I think being, maybe it's a bit of that. Being like more respectful. Yeah. <laughs> more respectful babes yeah but, but wouldn't you have been like get in yeah he's dumped I can't her for believe me. It. and also she's really really pretty and i win yes uh but yeah, then, then, the yeah. sisterhood i say <laughs> i know it's so embarrassing but it's true it is true yeah but i do like beth and i do like ben and i do like bess yeah <laughs> and i did like them bathing I quite liked it when I liked the the metaphor of let's just paddle for now. 
Oh, oh my God. You see, I'm so naive. I didn't even clock that. Because he said, let's, should we not, let's not swim or do you want to skip the swimming or something? And she said, let's just paddle for now. Is that okay? And he said, yeah, that's fine. Ooh. Yeah, but then I thought they, she did that because and then, then she, she pushed, pushed him, him in. in. Well, then she obviously thought, do you no, think do you you're know reading what? too much into him. it? I think you might be reading too much into that paddling. No, you... I wasn't. Honestly, you oh. listen again. Okay. Well, I'm sure that I, was it. I can't listen again because I didn't like the bit where she basically said her bathing suit. Because I was mm. just thinking, mm, it's, quite a, it's, quite, it's quite a middle-aged audience. <laughs> Are they writing that for the audience? Yes. <laughs> 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 no, that's honestly, that it, yeah. it made me feel a bit perved. Yeah. I, I know it wasn't, but sometimes I think like, well, the, audi- the uh, Archer's audience is quite... You know, we're all a bit, mm. we're all probably mostly over 25, aren't we? Mm. So, um, or maybe I'm just reading too much into that. I don't like the sort of pervy sex. It's like no. going back to the sexy bits again. Yeah. Just cre- it just makes it's me... It's worse yeah. when they're younger, definitely. Exactly, it makes you, exactly. Because we feel, I think we feel slightly parental I, about yes. the young ones. About I think so. Mm. And she's new and yeah. she's like quite a cool character. And yeah. I, I just thought that sort of... But I it did. Know. It sounded forced, and it didn't sound in character. She would have said, "That doesn't fit me. I look ridiculous. I'm not wearing that. I'm. I'll go yeah. in my t-shirt and knickers yeah, or something." Exactly. Instead yeah. of going good when he said, "Do you look really sexy or something?" Yeah, yeah. Mm. And also, like on a first date, yeah. And, and she's the one going on about, "Oh, you can't." No, dive the first date in, you know. took her yeah. up Lakey Hill. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> in her. Stiltoned, holy shoe. <laughs> um, but, are you, but you're pleased about Neil and Shula. Oh, I cannot believe that. No, Neil... not Neil and Shula. Sorry, Neil. Yeah, well, and no, Susan. I am pleased about Neil and Shula in that Neil okay. and Shula is Nula is not going to happen. You, but I Thank told God. you, didn't I? Yeah, I told you, you said. It would come to nothing. Yeah. I told you it would all be okay and we'd be here for you, Lucy. Somebody whose name I will not mention, but oh, begins yeah. with M and ends in Istanubi cried at Neil when oh, he said how much he loved Shula. Oh, how much he, oh, he loved Susan. Oh, God. Oh, honestly. <laughs> had, he, had he been on the wine? Probably, yes. It was quite wow. late at night, I think. But it was actually... I mean, that's the thing. They are genuine gold, yeah. that couple. And I love the smugness of Susan the next day. The thing is about me and my Neil. Yes. We are such a strong couple. <laughs> and... She was basically saying, you know, you and your dog collar in your garden, you can just stick it. Right? Thank you. But am I wrong to have had an ounce of sympathy for Shula? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm wrong. You sound like one of those... Um, those. <laughs> was it just me? Or... Da, da, da. Um, wh- why did you have an ounce of sympathy for Shula? When Susan came round to gloat, which mm. was probably like today or something, mm. wasn't it? Um, I just felt because Shula had admitted to herself and to Alistair that she's in love with Neil, I did feel a bit sorry for her. But did you believe that Shula? Do you? Did you? Because you said to me last time, I tell you what, tell you what, Harriet, you said to me, tell me, right, facts, tell me, yeah. You turned around and you went to me. I've just got a glass of wine out, Lucy, actually. Because <laughs> oh, I brilliant. smashed my computer. You've, You've already spent to. the week vomiting, smashing your computer, and now you're locked in a lavatory, and now you've got the wine out. This is the ideal time. <laughs> what, but Anyways. You said to me that uh, you didn't believe that Shula really was in love with 
uh, Neil mm. that she was in love with drama and she was in yeah. love. She was in love with the, the idea fantasy. of being in love. Yes. No, because I feel now that I mean, even if she wasn't genuinely in love with him, her sort of fantasy and the mm. sort of special, you know, feeling that mm. she had has now been crushed. You know, mm. she was crushed, wasn't she? And and however despicable you are as a person. That's a horrible feeling. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Susan sort of... Because Sheila didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything wrong. No. And, but, you know, she... Um, in fact, it was Neil who did... who Because Neil didn't read... Didn't read yeah. what was going on. So he's the one to blame. Yeah. And then sort of Susan coming round to sort of stick a knife in Sheila was, mm. you know... But actually, I really liked what Susan did because people like Sheila... She is brave. And people mm. like Shula thrive on ambiguity. If there's an element that is a bit... They don't... They're very careful to not be explicit and not say things and hedge and... Oh, uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate giving my opinion just in case it's wrong. <laughs> and it, it was like the whole thing was, was like the Aldridges this week was about telling the truth. And or shielding people by not telling the truth. And there's that kind of thing of putting on a brave face. Don't frighten horses. Don't be mm. honest. Don't be clear. Don't be, you know, just always leave a little bit of wriggle room in, ca- wiggle room in case you have, like you said, said the wrong thing. I have the wrong opinion. So I will now hastily reverse that opinion and either not have one or have a different one. And um, what Susan did was go to Shula and say, this was a misunderstanding However, I do not want this to happen again. And just to be absolutely clear, here is the money. So yes. there is no, you cannot say now, you know, that is that is it. That is the end of it. It is yeah. clear. Nobody can say anything. And yeah. when she was talking about people getting the wrong end of the stick, she was thinking Shula getting the wrong end of the stick. Right. I yeah, think. no, you're right. Actually, she was clever with the mm. money thing. I mean, yeah. maybe that's where my sympathy came because it was humiliating, wasn't yeah. it, for Sheila? But yeah. but actually, yes, you're totally right. Big respect because she she did go and she she um you know what's it cut it with a sharp knife mm-hmm. so that there'd yeah. be no blunt ends. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and um just that kind of uh having the just having the courage to go yeah, around there absolutely. because most people wouldn't i mean you no wouldn't way. go and see well, it's confrontation you'd slag just... them off on facebook what everyone yeah. else does <laughs> or subtweet like mad straight on that whatsapp group yeah. <laughs> or that twitter and just put some I'll people tell, yeah. <laughs> nameless yeah. don't know how to not interfere <laughs> and then she brought it back to the family, Shula's family, and said thank you for helping. Uh, d- d- to the family, of uh, uh, Susan's family, and saying thank you for helping Alice. And Shula just went, oh, it's it's fine, Susan. Yeah. And yeah. that was the d- moment of deflation where she just thought, oh, fuck it, yeah. I've got this completely wrong. And also, it will hopefully make her think, am I doing the right thing for wrong reasons? It's all very well being philanthropic and lovely and everything else, but was she doing it in the hope that it would impress Neil? What the helping Alice? Yeah. No, no. I think Shula genuinely cares for her family. Mm. No, I don't think that was okay. I, no, no, Lucy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's go back to the Isle of Wight. I want Francis Barber. Back, I would please. say for someone that doesn't enjoy having an opinion, you have quite a lot of them, Harriet. <laughs> I like those weeks where just nothing stressful happens. Like there's a silly old dog. 
and there's Denise for a bit and nothing you don't have to get involved I don't care one way or the other how the story ends up I'll just enjoy it for the sake I of don't the care audio. if the entire village gets blown sky high as long as there is resolution what I can't stand is the dithery storylines where I'm thinking are they? and then when we're when we're on another scene I'm thinking shit Stop talking. Let's go back and find out what's happening with so-and-so. I, They're the ones I, I do like. agree with you that the, the, the hilarious part of the last week, the silly week, was just the fact that nothing was resolved. No. And Lillian and Justin still have yeah. shitloads of money in the bank. It's just <laughs> stupid. So is this a storyline that's going to... Every so often they'll go to a new part of the country yeah. and decide, you know, what they'll spend their I money know. on. I know. Let's raise alpacas. <laughs> Oh, right, I think they're going to go to the Louvre next yes, and see yeah. if they can buy a painting. Justin said a marvellous idea. We're going to try and lift a painting from... <laughs> or they're going to spot we didn't. Trafalgar Square. Yeah. One, one of those plinths. Yes, they can have Lillian on a plinth. Crying out loud. I think it's a good idea. Well do done, you? script writers. Well done, yes. Well, I do. Can I just... This is not... This Harriet Carmichael does not represent the views of... <laughs> She just thinks she does. Thank you. I'm still at Ambridge on the beach. <laughs> uh, with your head down the lavatory. Lovely. That's what they could spend their money on. They could sponsor my new show, Ambridge on the, the Beach. beach. <laughs> <laughs> it's only recorded in, in Southern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> During the summer months. Yes. Yeah. It goes a bit quiet in winter. Um... Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to take mm-hmm. a unilateral decision to go yes. to the emails, yes. of which we have had many and various. Oh, Mr. Newbie wanted to know about all this, you're going to like this, aren't you? Because you're going to oh. say, I really like that bit. Yes. Where the bloody, um, whether he had to investigate that horse and do tests on it to make sure it didn't have a poorly leg. <laughs> you two did it. make me laugh when you were talking about that horse. Did have a poorly leg. <laughs> anyway. But we have got a resident vet. We have got oh, yes. Ambridge on the Couch now has its own vet. Jen. Jen. Yes, great. She said she's delighted to be the nominated yep. vet. That's because Thank we God. haven't started emailing her and sending her requests <laughs> for money yet. Um, and she said she has bought a spare pair of coconut shells, which she thinks will cover most of the injuries at the stables. Um, <laughs> she said she was the only listener who did like last week. So obviously she's oh, now, yes. there's now two of you. Yeah, I knew, and Jen has good taste, so I'm in really good company. Mm. Also, because it was, vet, I, I liked it as well, probably the way, because Jen liked it, because my sister-in-law is a vet, and when I was on holiday, I became friends with two vets, actually. And because it was sort of vet-themed, I, I really enjoyed it, because I feel I have a little knowledge about vets. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also I know what, a, what, what most people don't know, they work under very stressful conditions, especially at the moment. Well, did you know what? I've just written something about that. Oh, yeah. Vets have the second, of all the professions in America, vets have the second highest suicide rate. <gasps> out uh, well, of all the, all the professions in the US. God, that, well, but having known what I know have mm. collected over the last couple of years from vet people I know, I, it doesn't surprise me. This is what do you think, do you think people have stopped listening now? <laughs> sorry to oh, you're still going, are you? Oh, sorry. Um, uh, sorry, Jen, I'll let you get a word in edgeways. Jen, 
Jen. My sister-in-law yes. will be like, oh We've my God. We've actually got a vet, or there's a yes. woman you met on hospital. I know. Oh, God. My sister-in-law will be like, oh my God, you've completely taken what I said, completely told it, completely wrong. You have no idea what you're talking about. That's what usually happens. I, I can't remember information, so I just make it up. <laughs> Uh, Jen said, silly money for an event horse must have won a gold in the Olympics. No professional rider mentioned they would usually be identified in advance and get a say on the purchase. Um, and yeah, a five-stage vetting takes ages. Unlikely Lillian and Justin would hang around for it. Uh, Jakob saw the house was lame. He commented, commented something was commented. He commented something was wrong <laughs> with the hind legs. In real world, that's it. The horse has failed. It's not part oh. of the inspecting vet to make a diagnosis. Oh. Um, she said her husband said to her, came wandering into the kitchen and said, you know, the archers, apparently there's a vet store and it's shit and everyone's gone mad on Facebook. So you like, what? <laughs> and then she listened. Um, uh, and he said he wouldn't whip out an ultrasound machine to examine the tendons. The blood test was weird. Uh, vettings are really stressful. Um, she said most horsey types would just ignore Yakult and just buy the horse. No one ever buys you a present for failing a horse. You tend oh. to get those gifts when you euthanize one and it makes you feel crap. Oh, oh. that's so sad. Oh. Um, and I the nurse get vet... Jen on. She said the nurse vet dynamic was about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the comment that nurses deal with rats while vets see expensive horses was utter rubbish. Nurses do the nursing, give treatments, monitor sick animals, that kind of thing. Vets do the diagnosis of all animals, rats included. Nurses can't prescribe... Um, the most valuable horse I, oh, I ever treated was a kid's pony. Purchase cost 750 quid, but so loved they remortgaged the house to meet the £35,000 bill for colic surgery in oh four weeks' God. intensive care. It's not wow. less stressful because it's a cheap animal because they're not less loved. Oh, exactly. It's like, it's, uh, you know, vets vets train harder than doctors, don't mm. they? They they for longer, yeah. For longer, yeah. And also, vets can uh, aren't they legally allowed to sort of operate on a person, but not the other way around? So, like, if someone was only if they get on all fours, so they know where everything is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've got big respect for vets. Yeah. So I really want more vet. I, mm. In fact, why didn't the Archers do a spin-off series with Jen as their agri... I mean... Harriet. Harriet, yeah. Harriet. You do Harriet, know Harriet. that they cannot afford, barely, to get this show on the bloody radio. <laughs> Stop going on about spin-offs. There will be no spin... We're lucky that it's spinning at all. I'm going to write the oh, uh, veterinary... God. Me and Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And Mr. Newby. Yeah. That's our that's our project. Okay, good and met Tom Peach because when he was in touch with us, he was really good at plays. Oh, he's back again, by the way. <laughs> okay, I'll get for you. <laughs> uh, but first, we have uh, from the Reverend Rob UK. Ooh, he says, good. Reverend a new Rob Williams. Reverend? Mm. Wow. I don't know whether he's a real rev or not. Oh. We'll have to ask him. <laughs> he said, My question just how old is Mr. Newby? <laughs> Maybe it's just me assuming that all my uncles have to be older than me, despite the strange evidence of my own family history. But when I heard he was too young for sweaty magazines in the mid 80s, I had to sit down. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was the knowledge that in the 80s I was a married homeowner as opposed to a peripubescent youth 
or the thought of second-hand gentleman special interest publications being sold in brown bags at the Harvest Festival or whatever it was. Regardless, I was, dear reader, utterly bollocksed, he said. And Mr. Newby replied and said... There's quite the little, quite the little discourse going on here. Um, my uncle title is only attached because of my agony uncle status. I'm only 48. Which was forced upon me. Yes. <laughs> Un- unwillingly. Nothing in you. I am only 48, which might seem young to you, but seems more than old enough to me. In fact, my own kids will be more than old enough to be finding their own hedgerow grumble these days. Sadly, the joys of discovering a brown crinkly copy of Razzle under a bush have been replaced by the internet, which it seems to me takes all the fun out of what should ideally be a thoroughly sordid enterprise. Lots of love, Mr. Newby. And because this came from Ambridge on the Couch at Gmail, Rob Williams said, to be honest, that trauma was nothing compared to the one when I saw an email from Lucy. He thought it was me. So by the time I'd showered, shaved, splashed a bit of high karate around and come back to open it, only to find it was from you. (laughs) That's not very nice, is it? Poor Mr. Newby. Anyway... Anyway. Oh, Lucy, you need to send him a personal email. <laughs> I did. I said, this is from me. You can squish oh, the high karate around there. And then Tom Peach. Because you're only 38. 28. 28. 28. Yeah, sorry. I'm 18. It's yes. getting younger. Any younger and I'm illegal. Um, Tom Peach. Hi, Tom. Dear Mr. Dr. Newbie. He's now promoted him. Dear Dr. Newbie and the beautiful women. <clears throat> Apologies for not writing last week. It was partly due to it being possibly the worst week in the Archers ever. Ha <laughs> ha, you see. Not the worst week as in the most traumatic John lying under a tractor will be forever the worst, worst week. The worst week as in the worst. This week, things were a little better with Chris and Amy, Cramey, Neil and Susan, Newson, and of course, Ben and Beth. <laughs> Beth, it was also a tough week generally. Lockdown is ending soon, but it will be replaced by the pandemic of the unvaxxed. And I run my own company, which is busy, stressful and a bit too much. I also had to cancel one of my plays that was going to be in Sydney in November. Tom. Oh, my God. We could have done a work trip to (laughs) go and see it. (laughs) But he said, I'd be happy to write the panto this year. Oh, no, I wouldn't. He's behind you. So even in the bad weeks, thank the Lord for the Archers and thank you for your podcast. Much love, Tom. So we've got a vet and a playwright. Yes, what more do we need? And a confused elderly gentleman who can't work out. Well, and several revs. We've got two revs. We are all revved up. Rev, rev. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dear. um, Joy was a bit, wasn't it? Yeah. What was that? Well, I didn't, I actually, I, I assumed she'd won that in a competition at the fate. She had, well, no, she hadn't. Um, Roy had. Oh, and that's Roy right. Roy wanted they to go swapped. to the football and they swapped. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or but something that was like a, that too. Uh, that was a sort of, I'd have just plonked that in last week, actually. Mm. I'd have just plonked that. I don't like it when they patronise Joy. Well, also Joy is a, like a proper, um, uh, what's the word if you're like a mechanic person? She loves cars, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Engineering person. That's yes. So, yeah. Yeah. But, it, but she was just the passenger. Yeah. I thought she was going to at least drive it. Or no, it was just a mystery. It was a load of rubbish. Oh, and yeah. also, Joy would have known in a heartbeat that what Eddie was doing was doing all his errands just with her carting her around in the back. Um, it, it was just. That business of, of um, Joy's straightforward about what she wants as well. She doesn't manipulate. So when he said, you've got to sit in the back, and she said, 
I spend enough time on my own. I spend <laughs> enough time on my own. Com- you know, she would have said, no, I paid for a ticket. I, you know, I won this or whatever. Roy did. I, you know, I want to go in the front. And um, not that kind of pity well, me. Look- She's not a victim, Joy. Well, it, it also, I, it's barely worth us talking about, is it? Because it was just, again, one of those yeah, non-stories. Yeah. Gimmick storylines. Yeah, that didn't, yeah. I just didn't really see the point. I didn't understand what the point of it was. Mm. Those scenes are a bit like in Shakespeare, when you know that behind <laughs> the scenes, they'd all have been rushing around trying to change yes. a scene and hurriedly build an entire forest in two and a half minutes. So they just have someone come on and do a song or a riddle or something and you think yeah 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 Shh, get off get off what's happening They'd, if only they in fact it would have been perfect for them to do a song a sort of you know chuntering along song yes you know here are the poultry la 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 <laughs> let's get a sorry right by the road that, that they should have just turned yep. it into a song yep uh, when are we going to hear usha again i think that was it I think oh. she just she just came on to say hello to Jackie Weaver, <laughs> offer a cup of tea and a piece of WI cake, Maybe and then peel off again. Maybe she'll have a scene with Francis Barber. She oh coming God. up. Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, what was, it, what was Lillian's name again? Oh, uh, Lighthouse Lil. Lighthouse Lil. <laughs> I knew what you'd be you able do? to do her. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do that incredible break that she does when she starts oh, like yeah. a top E and then sinks oh. down to her? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, oh yeah, just Justin. That's it. <laughs> We've got a, It's a bit like a, you know Elaine Page on Sunday. Yeah. Like, all those sort of divas have yeah. those voices, don't they? Yeah. Stagey voices. Yeah. But her and Lillian have similar laughs, yes. don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Lighthouse Lil. Do you remember the walrus, darling? <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really bizarre. I know. Because I thought there was going to be some, well, just a slightly more shocking. <laughs> or just anything? A point? That would have been good as well. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, never mind. I won't remind you of it mm, again. Thank you. I've got PTSD. Um, <laughs> should we do Mr. Noobs? Yes. Um, oh, yes, he's moved into the village. Oh. Had he, has, has, how's he going? How's Very he well. going? How's it going, Mr. <laughs> Noobs? He settled in. Yep. Yep. So now let's pop to nine and three quarters the green in Ambridge to see how Mr. Noob... And then my screen smashed. But I assume it says to see how Mr. Newby's settling in. Exactly. Well done. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. And welcome to Mr. Newby's Diaries. I popped down to the park to have a go on the swings and Amy, Chris and Martha were down there already, so I had to wait for my turn. Still, while I sat on the end of the slide and had an ice lolly, I couldn't help notice that Amy's got a lovely voice. Fallon had better look to her laurels or she's going to be replaced as my Ambridge crush. I heard Amy tell Chris that he's the expert on Martha, but I actually think it's Susan, or Jenny, or Neil, or possibly even Evangeline Lowminster, comparatively speaking, bearing in mind how little time he seems to spend with his daughter. He called himself a doting dad, too, and I nearly choked on my Mr Freeze. Is that something you're allowed to do? Isn't that for other people to decide? He and Amy seem to be getting on quite well, mind you. Amy was worrying about not being able to fit into her uniform, but Chris didn't seem to think that would be a bad thing at all. Oh dear. 
A more cynical person than me might think that this was leading up to Chris moving back into the nest, Alice coming home and also wanting to move into the nest, but not with Chris and Martha, Amy moving into the nest with Chris as a <clears throat> lodger, and all hell breaking loose. But I don't think any of that. No, sir. The kitchen windows were open as I wandered past Ambridge View on my morning constitutional and I heard Neil telling Susan that he thought Shula was incredibly kind and that you could always rely on her to do the right thing. I think Neil must be confusing Shula with somebody else, but quite apart from that it's obvious to everybody in the village except Neil what Susan's worried about, namely the taupe trollop stealing her man. She thinks Neil's held a candle for Shula for years, but if he has, it can only be because flamethrowers are so hard to get hold of. Apparently, Tracy spread rumours all over the internet about Neil and Shula last year, but as that was before my time, I have no idea what happened. If one of our listeners would like to enlighten me, there's a pint of shires in it for you. Anyway, I bumped into Neil again in the bull later, hankering after a baked potato. Poor bloke, I think he just wants a bit of peace and quiet, and he can get it in Shula's garden, so to speak. I think he's genuinely clueless about the whole thing, and in some ways that speaks well of him. Having an affair with Shula just hasn't crossed his mind. And that's just as well, really. Imagine if that did cross your mind, you'd never get your brain clean. I was up at Brookfield to see if there were any canapes left in the hedges around the barn, and heard Ben offering to take Beth up Lakey Hill on their first date. I half expected him to get a slap, but to my surprise, Beth said, and I quote, I'm up for that. Blimey. I was a bit far away and their voices were drowned out by the sound of that bloody dog panting, but it sounded like Ben said that he'd felched the contents of his grand's fridge too. Kids today, eh? I blame Instagram. Beth wanted to go swimming, and I wasn't surprised to hear that Ben thought that the River Am wasn't a good idea. Ever since Brian's little mishap, I'm pretty sure you'd climb out missing all your hair and glowing red. Ben was also worried about the cold water, which I can understand on a first date. I texted him later to tell him just to get himself some baggy shorts. He'd be fine. I saw them again later on down by the river, and Beth said something about wearing a sexy swimming costume and her Nana's jeans, which sounds dangerous. Let's face it, the last time any of us swam in clothes was when we were eight and had to pick up a rubber brick from the bottom of the pool while wearing pyjamas. Beth also, apparently, thinks David is funny. I don't even know what to say to that, except to wonder if she also thinks ingrown toenails are funny, or colonic irrigation. There seemed to be some problem about Ben lying to Beth about Evie, and I'm not sure I see why. When I met my ex-wife, I was already in a relationship, but the very next day, even though she and I had only talked, I finished it with the girl I was seeing because it had just become very clear to me that it wasn't right. I didn't tell my ex-wife anything about that at the time because it would have been presumptuous and anyway I was trying to play it cool in as much as such a thing is possible when you're an accountant. Anyway, I don't feel like I did anything wrong there. In fact, I feel like I did things as right as I could have done and that's almost exactly what Ben's done here too. Beth should be flattered and happy to have him even if his dog is named Bess and so now we have Ben, Beth and Bess and it sounds like somebody trying out new false teeth. Talking of teeth, even though I was some way away, I could still hear kissing noises. I'm going to have to start eating earlier in the evening. It put me right off my dinner. I thought I'd wander up to home farm and off to take their empties down to the bottle bank and happened to hear Brian tell Jenny that he'd woken up with a good feeling. This was the first Jenny had heard of it apparently, which surprised me. 
Anyway, rumours are going around the village that Brian, Jenny and Chris are writing letters for Alice to tell her how awful she's been and how much she's hurt them. Brian's apparently not at all sure about this step in the therapy programme and I have to say I share his doubts. I will cheerfully admit that I know nothing about any of this and I'm quite happy to be corrected, but although I'm generally in favour of honesty, it does seem like this might push Alice back into a spiral of self-hate and self-abuse and that seems like it would be really bad. Not just for Alice, but also for me. I don't want to have to listen to it anymore. So, uh, now after all the world swimming, and while we're still in our swimming cozies, mine's a bit tight, Lucy, <laughs> we go to Grey Gables, Gay Gables indeed, to the gym, where we're just in time for aqua aerobics. Okay, ladies, welcome to Saturday Night Aquarobics at Gay Grables. Funny pool, this, isn't it? I've never seen one with such crumbly sides. Can you hear me? Give me a wave if you can't. Oh, no, that won't work. Give me a wave if you can hear me. Is that a wave, lady in the red costume? No, I was gesticulating at Lillian to tell her the side very clearly says she needs to wear a swim hat. Oh, for goodness sake, Linda. Oh, this water's freezing. Has the boiler gone again, Kirsty? Yeah, we've not paid the bill. We've lit a fire under it to try and warm the water a bit. We're burning all the complaint letters, final demands, and Oliver's copies of The Spectator. Are you not coming in, Kirsty? No, my remit's expanded to include mildew, so I'm run off my feet now. Should we be socially distanced, Kirsty? I don't think it matters, to be honest. Nothing will survive this water. It's so chlorinated it's been digesting people's costumes. Right, ladies, I'm Carl. I'm an aquaerobics technician and I am fully qualified. I'm not fully qualified in aquaerobics until last year I was Virgin Atlantic cabin crew. So if you put your hip out, don't come to me, but I can balance a tray full of Prosecco in turbulence. We're here today to work that core, get those glutes going and most of all have fun. Anybody got any injuries they want to tell me about? I fractured my ankle. Right. When was that? Nuneaton, 1976. No, love, I meant recent. They might affect you today. Oh, I see. I thought you just liked hearing about injuries. Oh, for God's sake. Okay, if anyone feels dizzy or faint, let me know, okay? I don't want anybody dying on me. Not again. Right then, here we go, go, go! Push out to the left and back. Left and back. Left and back. No, the left. All of you to the left. No, the other left. Elbows, ladies. Lady in the green, mind her eye. Oh dear. Use the other one for now, love. Is that Sheila over there? Oh, looks like it. Funny, I didn't think you could get swimsuits in Mushroom. Oh, it is a costume, isn't it? Yeah, not even Sheila was born with shoulder straps. Have you seen Sabrina's way? They're not real, are they? How do you mean, love? Well, she's jumping up and down, and they aren't. Carl, can we start off a bit slower? I've only just had my muesli. We could tell, Lillian, you appear to be enjoying your own personal jacuzzi over there. 
Jolene's costume's gorgeous, isn't it? That leopard skin. Yeah, it is, isn't it, darling? Underwood's budget cruise line. It's real leopard skin, so it must be weighing a ton by now. Oh, she must feel like a big cat on the Serengeti, trying to haul a wildebeest out the water. Okay, let's put the effort in, ladies at the back. Let's get some drama in those glutes. Darling, my glutes have seen drama like you wouldn't believe. Oh, oh God. Oh, it's fine, it's just the lights. Kirsty, could you pop them on again, love? Not unless someone's got 20p for the meter. We've been cut off. I can see the lights in Roy's office have gone off and it's way too early for his nap. Right. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, cabin crew training. Come on. Um, look under your seats and inflate your life jackets. Uh, does anyone have a whistle? No, but I used to play the recorder. Look, just make your way slowly towards the steps out of the crater. A pool. Oh, I found a pool noodle. I'll hang on to that. Oh, I do miss Matt. Right, up you come. Make your way towards the door. Roy, put your phone torch on. Walk towards the light, ladies. Walk towards the light. There'll be another podcast up next week. Subscribe to us on iTunes and you'll never miss an episode. And if you give us a review, we will love you more than Neil loves Susan and Shula loves Neil. <laughs> Nula. Nula. Um, and in the meantime, if you'd like to contact us, this is your bit usually, you can email ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com <laughs> and give us your comments or any questions from Mr. Newbie. We are at on, at Ambridge, on Ambridge on Twitter. Or you can follow Mr. Newbie on Twitter. At Newbie Couch. <laughs> Sorry. This has all been changed round, hasn't it? All the colours have gone bananas. Yes, Either that or it's I my know. eyes. Oh, well, I never on. know what colour I am anyway. I just usually do the bit that you say do. <laughs> do. Right, do this bit then. <laughs> okay. And in the meantime, it's goodbye from us. And have a lovely week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Australian theme, you know. Um, oh, yeah. I once spent a very unfortunate lunchtime with a group of elderly Australians who just <laughs> felt the need to keep telling us awful stories about people they knew who'd met very unfortunate ends. Ooh. I don't know why. We just got stuck in this conversational rabbit hole you and we couldn't get out of it. In Australia? Mm hmm. Like, like, as in poisonous. Yep, all frogs. manner of things. And every, every, every time you started a conversational thread in the hope that we could get out of this sort of ditch of death, they'd come back to it again. And this lady just kept leaning over, just remember her leaving over the table to me and going, and three hours later, he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> and it just reminded me of Amy. Everything you start talking about, she's like, three hours later. Three hours later, yeah. they 16 like... days later, she was dead. <laughs> Chris is like, she survived, right? <laughs> no, she died. Anyway. They all died, Chris. Everyone that yeah. comes into contact with me dies. Martha will die. And Alice. <laughs> and all of your family, Chris. Get over it. I've already right. killed Alicia. Go... Only nobody's we... noticed yet. <laughs> Should we go to the swings? <laughs> Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.